Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD insights around disclosing your ADHD. And with us in our virtual studio is uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman, uh, a frequent guest on Attention Talk Radio. Um, really quickly, um, our show is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Uh, we're going to offer two free digital copies, or we are offering two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, to get them, all you need to do is listen um, to um, our shows for the secret word and then email us the secret word of three shows uh, to attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we'll email you uh, current editions of the Attention Magazine in a PDF format. Um, got a little uh, promo that's going to come up here in a second uh, from uh, Chad about their conference, but really quickly, the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD is, is going to take place uh, November the 7th to the 11th um, in 2018 in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it's a, it's a spectacular event. If you're in the area, I would very much encourage you to go check it out. I'm pretty excited. I'm doing a pre-workshop with Jess McCabe at How to ADD on marketing branding, and then I'm doing a presentation on ADHD and exercise myself on Friday. If you've not been to an ADD conference, there's a lot of great information that's there, but the, the real key to go to these types of things is because you get to uh, interact with the presenters and speakers and then mingle with others who have ADHD and kind of uh, get to know the tribe. Um, it can be a very transformational experience. So, again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad. We're going to run a little promotional bit, and we'll get into the show. Want to learn proven strategies for managing ADHD from people who share your concerns? Join Chad at the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD, November 8 to 11 in St. Louis. Discover the latest tools and treatments connect with people just like you. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for for support of our show and uh, for actually uh, putting the conference together um, as a gathering place for uh, everybody to come to uh, get updated uh, information, best practices, and to mingle. For those that don't know, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, we encourage everyone to become a member of the organization simply because the organization needs uh, resources to thrive. They are what allows us to speak with one voice on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies. Membership has uh, got lots of great benefits as a bonus, but again, uh, the real reason that we encourage people to join is uh, a strong Chad, is a strong ADHD community. Okay, so with that... <clears throat> Our show tonight is ADHD Insights Around Disclosing Your ADHD. Uh, with us in our virtual studio is Dr. Ari Tuckman. He's a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating teens, uh, children, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of three books, Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, the ADHD Executive Function Workbook, More Attention, Less Deficit, uh, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, an Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a Practical, Easy-to-Use Guide for Clinicians. He's a frequent speaker and has more than 300 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He also has over 100 uh, episodes and more than 2 million 
downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcasts. He's a former member of the National Board of CHAD and uh, their current uh, conference co-chair. Uh, more information about him can be found at adultadhdbook.com. So, welcome to the show, Ari. Hey, thank you. It's always a pleasure to come on shows like this. This is a show that I've wanted to do for a very, very long period of time, and I, I don't think that we, can, um, we can't make any decisions for anybody that's out there tonight, but um, you've given some uh, presentations on this particular topic before that I think are very insightful, so I thought it would be very useful to uh, just kind of talk about some of the issues that are out there with regard to this, the, kind of the pros and cons, and um, let people just – you know, help facilitate their thinking process if they're if they're contemplating if they should uh, disclose they have ADD or not. So, I guess to kind of tee things up, can you talk about what the challenges are and what the pros and cons are of disclosure? Sure. Well, before I go into that, I mean, let me just say that I think that this is one of those topics that it often comes up, whether it's clients or folks at presentations. Uh, should they disclose their child's ADHD or if they're an adult, should they disclose their own ADHD? Um, although, frankly, you know, we're going to use the word ADHD. You could, it's a matter of kind of disclosing all sorts of stuff. So this is not ADHD-specific, really. I mean, there's a lot of general concepts here. But, but nonetheless, this topic of disclosure comes up rather often. And, you know, I've never really seen anyone address it in an official kind of way. So... I'm very glad to be here and to be talking about it here because, you know, that you approached me to to do this topic I think is great. So, you know, let's put the word out. Let's give people some ideas, help them think about it so that whatever choice they make in a particular situation to disclose or not to disclose, that it's a well-thought-out, well-reasoned decision. And, you know, as a psychologist, that's my thing. I mean, I don't make decisions for people. I don't tell them what to do. I just help them think through their decisions and hope that they're well thought out and well informed. So, um, so in terms of this question, you know, to tell or not to tell, it depends. Um, and I think it depends on a lot of things. I think it depends on how you feel about yourself overall. You know, do you feel good about yourself or do you feel not so good about yourself? I think it depends on how do you feel about your ADHD specifically in the sense that have you, I don't know, come to a point of acceptance about it, that you understand how ADHD affects your life, you understand, you know, what it is that you need to do to perform at your best uh, in life, not perfect, but, you know, overall at your best. Um, And I think it also has to do with the other person. In that, you know, some people deserve the truth in that they earn it, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that, who earns the truth. Um, Some people deserve to be told private information, and you know what? Some people sort of don't deserve to be told private information. So it's not just about you or ADHD. It's also about the other person. And I think the, the fact that it's kind of complicated is why there are no easy answers of, yes, definitely you should, or no, definitely you shouldn't. Absolutely. So I'm putting a whole lot of context in here before I even touch your your question. Well, it, it, well your your point is well founded. It, it, you know, this doesn't apply. This applies to more than just ADHD, and it is it is it is a bigger picture. So I think it's important to put it in the context before we jump into things. So, um, point taken. Yeah. So, well, but you know, to your question, what are the pros? What are the cons? 
let's start with the cons first in the sense of, you know, what are the situations where you should not disclose ADHD? Um, I think there's a few different situations. I think, you know, one of, or one of the reasons not to disclose is you can't get the cat back in the bag. That once you tell somebody something, you can't untell them. You know, Absolutely. So once, you, once you put it out, it's out forever. Yep. And that is neither good nor bad. It just means that, you know, once again, well-thought-out, well-reasoned, well-informed decision. So if you're going to do it, do it at the right time, in the right way, to the right person. With the right person. person. Yeah. Um, I think another reason, perhaps, uh, not to disclose is that you tell this person with the understanding either – explicitly stated or kind of implicitly understood, hopefully, that I'm telling you private information. Please treat private information as private. Don't tell other people. And some people are very good at keeping secrets, and they won't tell it, and that's great. And other people are not really that good at keeping secrets, and they do reveal private information. And you know what? Generally, people who reveal secrets tend to be not told as many secrets at least to the extent that you know that to be the case about them. Yep. So, you know, that would be another reason is if you tell this person, will it get to other people? Which it doesn't, you know, I definitely don't want to give the impression that you should feel bad about having ADHD or whatever. It's just, it's not anything to feel good or bad about. It just sort of is. It's like how you feel about yourself for being tall or short, blonde or brunette, um, this or that. It's just, it's a part of who you are. So I think I think that one of the keys to it, and I, you know, I've, I've seen your presentation on it, but one of them is, is to tell or not to tell, but also later I think we're going to talk about some strategies on how you might kind of move forward in such a way without actually disclosing it. So I think some of that stuff works into the mm-hmm. whole picture here because sometimes you can, and again, as, as we'll talk about in a little bit, you can, you can accomplish the same goal without necessarily disclosing you have ADD. Right, right. And that's a nice sort of split the difference kind of approach that we're going to get into. Um, and I think that, that that it's important to know that you've got another option here, that it's not sort of all or nothing, disclosed, yep. don't disclose. But I think that, you know, the final reason to perhaps not disclose your ADHD is that there's still a lot of sort of misunderstanding and misinformation out there about ADHD, that, you know, if you simply say to someone, I have ADHD, you may know what that means, but you can't assume that the other person knows what it means. So before you put that out there, you may want to, I don't know, fish a little bit. It's sort of like, I mean, in the same way that if you are at, you know, a social gathering and it's someone that you don't know really, really well, you may want to fish a little bit before you make a very strong political comment that, you know, because you don't necessarily know where the other person stands in terms of that. And you may all of a sudden find yourself in, you know, a heated debate, which is fine if, if you're up for that, but you know, that may not be the way you want the evening to go. So, so you may want to check out a little bit, what does this person know about ADHD? What do they feel about it? Because there is a lot of kind of variety out there in what people know and think about this. 
So in summary, one, once you, once you disclose, you can't undisclose. Mm -hmm. Two, um, you know, people talk. Um, so they might they might not be able to keep a secret, and other times, as is, is, is I think as, as you've said in your presentation, myths and misinformation abound, and you just need to be real careful that you know what's going on before you you go that direction, because once you do it, you might not be able to undo it. Right, right. So you know, now that now that we've sort of covered the reasons not to, let's talk about the reasons why you might want to. Um, and I think that, you know, there, are, there definitely are some reasons why you might want to. And, you know, one of them is that, you know, we're talking here about disclosing using words, as in saying something to someone. But the thing about it is our actions disclose all sorts of stuff about us. Hopefully that's interpreted accurately, but you know what? Sometimes it isn't. People make assumptions about what we're thinking, what we're feeling, about our character, about our intentions, based on what they see us do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and unfortunately people, they don't get the entire picture. And, of course, their kind of own biases color their interpretations. So, it's a rather imperfect picture, but they're definitely, they're getting a message about you based on your behavior. So, you know, it's, it becomes a situation where people with ADHD often have trouble getting places on time, just to use kind of a general statement. Um, some people will interpret that as, you know, he must think he's more important than me that I'm always kept waiting. He's never the one waiting. I am always the one waiting. Yep. Or he just doesn't care about other people or whatever. You know, it's very easy for people to make these kind of assumptions. I'm not saying that they're accurate, and probably they're not, but I think it's important to know if you have ADHD that these are the sort of interpretations people might make of your behavior. So even if you never utter the word ADHD, your behavior is speaking volume. It just may not be telling the right story. Yep. I think that's where the whole idea of disclosing verbally, I mean, that's that's where this comes in because it's not an invisible sort of thing that if you choose not to tell people, they'll never know. So, um, so I think in that case, it becomes a situation where I don't know, you want to get sort of, you know, as they say in politics, you want to get ahead of the story. In other words, don't wait for people to make their own assumptions about you. Don't hope against hope that they're going to make the right assumptions about you because not everybody will. So instead, you want to play some active role in shaping the interpretation that people are making of your behavior. And or kind of explain what's going on so that the answer is clear. Hey, it's not that I think that I'm more important or I don't care. It's just I have ADD, and, you know, sometimes that's what gets in my way. Right. Or even, and, you know, this is kind of comes to the, the slogan I often use in these situations is, talk symptoms, not diagnoses. So in this case, it would be to say, you know, if the example here we're using is getting places late is to say, 
you know what, I'm really bad getting places on time. I know, I know I need to be better, and I really try my best, but I'm just really bad at noticing when it's time to stop what I'm doing and, you know, hit the road to go to where I need to go. Doesn't mean I, I don't, you know, think it's important to be places on time, and I know that people don't like it. It's just one of those things I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm still working on it. So to say something like that, you know, notice never use the word ADHD. Now, with some people where you feel comfortable, you might want to slip that into the, the explanation, but you don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And so instead you can kind of give a plausible understandable explanation that hopefully kind of corrects the misinterpretation that this person is making of your behavior. Corrects the misinterpretation, brings it to a little bit more accurate interpretation via I, I'm just disclosing to explain what's going on. Right, right. So, you know, are you, something else you talked about, and I want to kind of cover that in a second, is is kind of you can ex- use it as an explanation or an excuse. And one of the things that in, when I work with those that are diagnosed with ADD, sometimes they want to disclose. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes they just want to disclose because it just takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes that edge and kind of intensity off. And sometimes, you know, it kind of leans on that side of I can take the pressure off and I can use it as an excuse. That wasn't me. My ADD got in the way almost like, you know, it's just – it's which is not as a, a powerful position as using it as an explanation. Um, but but it is, it is interesting because I, I've worked with some people who just want to disclose because, like I said, it's like the, they get the, the monkey off their back and just really takes the pressure off of them. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you notice, do you notice that in your work? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely understand that. Um, I mean, just, you know, as sort of this is a bit more of a trivial example, but, um, you know, I thought of what I wanted to get my wife for Christmas a month and a half ago. And let me tell you, I've been dying for a month and a half to sort of to tell her what it is. But, you know, we're still a month away from Christmas, so I'm not going to. But it's feeling like, I don't know, sometimes holding something and not speaking it takes energy. Like it takes yep. energy to put on the brakes and hold ourselves back from something. And I think that especially for most of the adults out there, well, any of the adults out there who are older than 25 or even 30, they were not diagnosed as a kid. They were diagnosed as an adult. Now, of course, what we know about ADHD is this is lifelong. So they've had ADHD their whole life. They just never had ADHD as an explanation for the things that they did their whole life. So, So as a result, getting diagnosed can it can, you know, lead to a real sense of relief of like, oh, my God, finally, now I understand how all these random pieces fit together. And now I understand why, try though I might, it never came together in a consistent kind of way. Now and then, sure. But in that day-by-day, you know, living life kind of way, it never came together. So they finally had this, like, transformative explanation that really sort of shifts their understanding of themselves. Yep. Yep. I can totally understand wanting to sort of share that with the world. Absolutely. Total sense to me. Absolutely. I tell you what, let's um let's do this. Let's go to a commercial break and we come back, I'd like to talk about some of your thoughts, the difference between comparing and contrasting the difference between explanation and excuses and then also 
get into the concept of talk symptoms before we talk diagnosis. But before we go to commercial break, for our listeners out there who would be interested in contacting you, how can they get a hold of you? Well, you can get information about my two books, about you can get recordings of old presentations, you can subscribe to my podcast, you can get information about upcoming presentations at adultadhdbook.com. All right, that's adultadhdbook.com. Yep. All right, with that, we'll go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back. The secret word is disclosing. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We have Dr. Ari Tuckman talking about ADHD to disclose or not to disclose. That's the question. Um, before we were talking about some of the pros and cons, now that we're into some stuff, Ari, can we talk about kind of compare and contrast your thoughts on using or disclosing ADHD as an excuse or explanation? And then also let's talk about, um, uh, you know, before we disclose, maybe use symptoms first. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, this question of excuse versus explanation is a really important one, primarily because the big skeptics or critics of ADHD just sort of dismiss it as excuse-making. You know, it's just an excuse for, for bad parenting or an excuse to sell pills or an excuse for adults doing a crummy job or whatever. And, you know, I have to... Well, I'll say respectfully, but maybe not necessarily, but I have to respectfully disagree with that. I don't think ADHD is an excuse, or at least it shouldn't be used as one. I much prefer using ADHD as an explanation, and there's a very important difference. So to use something as an excuse basically says this person is not capable of whatever standards, so we need to lower our expectations for this person, which in some cases will work, but often won't. And, you know, the example I always give is um, you can call the electric company and say, you know, I have ADHD. I don't, you know, I'm really bad at getting the checks out on time, so you're probably not going to get your payments on time. 
and they'll say, okay, that, that sounds good, so here's what we do. We charge you a $20 late fee, and if you miss two months in a row, we're going to cut the power off. So, you know, in that case, you can try to use ADHD as an, as an excuse, and they're not going to buy it. And that's the problem with using anything as an excuse is you're dependent on the generosity of the other person, that they're going to go with you on using it as an excuse, which is really kind of ultimately disempowering. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm a sort of control freak. I don't like my fate being held in somebody else's hands. I would rather have some control over what happens in my life. So by contrast, using ADHD or whatever as an explanation, it keeps the power in that person's hands. So if you know that ADHD, ADHD makes it hard for you to remember to pay your bills on time, then you're in a much better position than to know what to do about it. You know, there's all sorts of systems you can use to make sure that your bills get paid on time. Anything from like setting up designated places where you put your bills when they come in the mail, to setting up auto debits, to setting up email reminders, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's one of those things of, you know, the sort of the self-talk about it would be, well, because I have ADHD, I forget to do things that don't happen on a regular basis. So things like paying the bills where, you know, there's a lot of uh, time that goes by. That's hard for me to keep track of. I'm often going to forget. So I need to set up better systems that will remind me. So, you know, by the same token, um, in social situations, so going back to the lateness example, to use it as an explanation helps the other person understand it a little bit better and prevents them from making the wrong assumptions about what your behavior is telling them about about themselves or about how you feel about you. So, you know, it's not that I don't care about other people. It's not that my time is more valuable than yours. I just really have a hard time getting places on time. And, you know, we all have these sort of things that we're not good at, and you're sort of owning it by using it as an explanation, so you're not denying it, but you're just, you know, and you're acknowledging the impact on the other person, but, you know, you're still sort of hopefully doing it in a way that says, you know, let's work together on that. I think I think what you're, what, this distinction that you're making to me is, is very, 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 very powerful. I want to kind of pause because using it as an explanation is very powerful, saying, hey, here's the issue, but you're still taking the responsibility to resolve that situation, not relying on the other person, the other party to do it, where if you're using it as an excuse, you're really kind of expecting them to make the accommodations for you. Right, right. And over, over even if you disclose it to the right person at the right time, you do that over and over and over over long periods of time, that can become a burden and catch people on the wrong day, and all of a sudden it can create a little bit more of an issue than 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 you'd like, and I, I will have to say that you know I think a lot of ADD coaching is is trying to help people empower them to find ways around, um, or to, to take the responsibility as an explanation. And say, hey, this is the situation, but you know I've got a structure, I've got something that I I use to get around it and kind of make it make it forward. And if you if you use it in that way, I think it can be very powerful. Whereas an excuse can be, like I said, it's very burdensome on other people. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, good ADHD coaching involves helping people find the things, find the strategies that work for them. 
I don't care if they don't work for other people. It's a matter of finding what works for this specific person. Now, of course, the better you know ADHD generally, the more effective you can be as a coach. And yep. then it becomes a matter of matching that with this specific person's strengths and weaknesses and what's their life situation and what have they tried and how did it work and, and all of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of empowering the person to say, you know what, I can do something about this. I can do better in these ways that I want to do better. So let's do it. You know, let me put myself out there and try it. I'm not going to bat a thousand. I'm still going to screw things up sometimes because everyone screws things up sometimes. But I have the ability to improve my batting average. And you know what? No one can do better than that. I mean, that, that's what—that's the best we can all hope for is a better batting average. Absolutely, absolutely. So we talked about the pros and cons. We talked about if you are going to disclose, you can use an exclusive explanation. But let's talk about disclosing symptoms and as opposed to diagnosis and how that works. Because I think I've heard you talk a couple times. It's pretty powerful. A lot of times you can actually achieve, I think, the same end. But, but excuse me. By talking about the symptoms and actually not actually go through the disclosure, so could you could you frame that out for our, our listeners? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, what we're looking for in all of this is an explanation that the other person can understand. So, you know, that's the end goal. So you can talk in symptoms to help them understand it, or you can talk in diagnoses. Now, talking in diagnoses is basically a shorthand for talking about symptoms. You know, so if you say, I have ADHD, then that encompasses a whole bunch of symptoms, whereas you can be a little bit more specific and just say, I get excited about things, you know, I get excited in conversations and I tend to blurt stuff out before I've really thought about it, or if you're saying something and you really give me a great idea, I have trouble stopping myself and I might interrupt you. So, you know, that's t it's explaining it, it's explaining a much more narrow situation, um, whereas talking in diagnoses, you, ex you explain much more. So a, an explanation of ADHD covers a lot more ground than a more symptom-specific explanation does. And, you know, depending on what the situation is and what your relationship is with this person, you may only need a narrow explanation. Now, if it's someone that you're dating and you've been going out for a couple months, I don't know. I think it's a little harder in that case to just talk symptom-specific because, you know, they're seeing a lot more of you, and, you know, you got to cover a lot more ground in that case. That, that's also – you're also, as you as you said before, and we, we probably can hit some of this at the end, you know, you're moving away from just a regular relationship into more intimate relationship, and, I, you know, I think you have some good points on how that's different. Mm -hmm. um, we can maybe kind of hit – touch on that a little bit kind of at the end, but the the point really is is that if you're out there dealing, you know, everybody's ADHD manifests itself differently. Sometimes people have more symptoms in a certain area than not, and if you can get away with it, why not just disclose the symptoms? You accomplish the same goal without actually disclosing the diagnosis, and if you can accomplish the same thing, it works. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, I mean, it's not one of those things where you need to, like, Build your life story as if you're some reality TV star without shame, you know, where <laughs> you need to tell them every dirty secret you have. I mean, people don't need to know that. I mean, some people do, but most people don't. Um, so, so, yeah, and I think that, you know, when we're talking about disclosing, it's kind of appropriate disclosure. And appropriate means in the middle, 
It means not too much disclosure, but also not too little disclosure. So, you know, the coworker that you have occasional contact with, that guy needs a whole lot less disclosure than the person you're dating because you have much less dealings with that, you know, occasional coworker than you do with the person you're dating. So it's a matter Absolutely. of kind of matching it to the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, um, I got this, this is kind of a good time for a break because I'd like to kind of move next into, um, if you are going to, um, I guess if, if if you do need to make a disclosure, you're dealing with some symptoms, and um, you do need them to help you in some type of way. The concept of not telling them what that you need help, but maybe telling them what you can do. So uh, let's jump into that, if you will, once we come back from break. And again, before we go, I want to remind everybody: if they want to get in contact with with you, Ari, what's the website they go to? It's adultadhdbook.com. Adultadhdbook.com. All right, we'll be right back after this break. The secret word is disclosing. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list top 10 favorite Attention Talk radio interviews. Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to Attention Talk Radio. Again with us tonight, Dr. Ari Tuckman. We're talking about disclosing ADHD, to tell or not to tell. Um, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left. Um, we so much to cover. Hopefully we can get some of this stuff in. Oh, by the way, for the callers that are on the line that called in, if you guys have uh, come up with a question since you called, because you're prompted to hit one if you want to talk to the host or not, you can always hit one. Um, if you do have a question, just put it up there, and if we can, uh, we'll try to field some questions towards the end of the call. So um, just feel free to, uh, I guess, raise your hand, if you will, by pushing one. Um, all right, the We've covered a lot of ground now. Let's talk about a situation where a person's really, really having a hard time, really, really frustrated, and they they really kind of need some help. They need some accommodations. They need somebody to do something. I've heard you talk before, as opposed to even disclosing this situation, not saying what what, not saying it's an excuse, but actually move in the direction of saying, "Hey, uh, I have some difficulty with this. If you gave me this, I would be a more productive employee, or I'd be better at this." So it's, it's it's kind of telling people what you need to kind of get around what what you're doing. Can you comment on that? Sure, and it, it's a great question. I'm glad that you brought it up. That you know, 
relationships involve interdependency, meaning I'm dependent on you, you're dependent on me to some degree or other, depending on what the relationship is. And I think that, you know, for a lot of folks with ADHD, I mean, this is just, this is one of those, like, this is good advice for everyone, but it's especially good advice for folks with ADHD where their intentions and their actions may not line up as reliably as they might hope. Um, I think it's especially important to coach people, you know, to coach the people you deal with on how to deal with you. So, for example, um, if so, if you call, if you're talking to someone and they ask you to do something, you say, "Sure, no problem, I'll take care of that." You know, if you just leave it at that, maybe you'll remember to do it. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll get caught up in other things. Maybe not. I don't know. But you know, in that kind of a situation, I think what's often helpful is to tell the other person, you know, to just say, "Not just sure, I'll take care of that," but also to say, "You know what?" I've got a lot of stuff going on. Do me a favor. If it gets to Tuesday and you haven't heard from me, give me a call. Like, don't don't get frustrated. Don't wonder what I'm doing. Just pick up the phone and call me and, you know, see where I'm at with that. Or feel free to bug me about it or shoot me an email reminder or whatever. So kind of helping the other person know how to deal with you specifically. And, you know, this is just kind of, this is what we do in relationships is we figure out how to deal with the other person. But it's always better if someone gets direct advice rather than having to guess. Now, you know, the cynics out there might say, well, but it's not the other person's responsibility to remind you of the things that you've agreed to. And I would say, absolutely, you're right. It's not the other person's responsibility. However, if your forgetting is going to make them frustrated and resentful, then you both lose. So it is the person's responsibility, the other person's responsibility, to work on their own happiness. And that's the hook, is that they will be happier if they feel like they can just pick up the phone and check in, that they'll be less stressed out about it. Or they will be happier if they give a call and say, hey, that, that thing you're going to get me, how's that going? You say, oh, God, I forgot. All right, I'm going to work on it today. I'll get it to you later. Then they're better off for it. So it's a situation where both people win by being more kind of direct. But the trouble is if you as a person with ADHD or anybody, if you don't tell people this, if you don't make it explicit, if you don't give them permission to do it, they may not do it. And then they're sitting there stewing and not happy. And then at some later point, you are not going to be happy because they're probably going to blow it out on you and everybody loses. So I much prefer the direct, let's all work on this together kind of approach. I really want to, I really like a lot of your philosophies on the start, but this one I really kind of want to kind of accent because it's very, very powerful if you can tell people really what you need and be specific. And you know what's going to happen because, like for example, let's say uh, loud, no- like let's say you're in a work environment. There's a lot of loud noises. If you say, "Hey, listen, what I need, I need the corner office at the end that's very quiet because you'll get 50% more productivity out of me," or mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm one of those people that I like. I need to have some white noise in the background. So if you know, if you would let me to wear some headphones while I'm at work, you know, which might not be policy, you know, I can I can do so much better. Or this is a personal example. I'm very verbal, and sometimes I just need. I could sit in a room all by myself and stew about something, not come up with the examples. But if I walk in and say, listen, if I could have 15 minutes of your time a couple times a day just to talk out loud, I could come up with you know a lot more really good ideas that can move our business forward. Again, if you can walk in, if you know, if you're if you're aware of what works for you, and you can disclose that mm-hmm. in a specific way, it really makes it. It's interesting because it makes it easier on people. Or even, you know, hey, listen, at work, if you could give me a voice dictation software, I could be, you know, 25% more productive. Again, you're saying what you need. This is the accommodation that I need, but here's what's in it for you. It really, it really can get you around a lot. And again, this is a situation where. You're feeling some pressure. You need some help. You want to disclose your ADD, but there's a way of getting around and saying, "Hey, listen, I do have some symptoms, but I know that I can get by this if you can if you can help provide this." Right. And it can be yeah. very very powerful. You have to do some work and know how you do it, but um, it can really do a lot and get you out of some 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 interesting situations where people will actually get move out of their way to help you accommodate you. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no better motivator than appealing to somebody's self interest. You know, so it's not like you're being a prima donna saying, you know, I need someone to give me a back rub all day at the office so that I can get things done. You know, so it's not that. I mean, you're not making ridiculous requests, but, you know, so it's a small request from the other person in that, you know, you need to be working at least as hard as the other person when it comes to making this work. You know, that all of us as an employee, as a friend, as a romantic partner, whatever, you know, we need to carry our own weight. And, you know, so that means you bringing your best to the situation. But you're more likely to be bringing your best if you can have direct conversations with people about what it is that you need, what do you expect, what do they need and what do they expect, and how do we do this so that everybody is happier at the end. Absolutely, absolutely. With the time that we have, about four minutes, is there any other key points that that's worthwhile? We, there's the intimacy issue of relationships and disclosure. Um, it seems to me there's something else we're missing here, but is your thoughts. Any, what, what would you like to say, everybody, in the last couple minutes here? I think, you know, one thing I would say is that as much as I think that there are a lot of adults who they – well, I wouldn't want to say adults. I think there's a lot of people out there with ADHD who work very hard to look, you know, quote, normal, that, you know, to look as if their brain functions like everybody else and they do things like everybody else, as if there's one way to be normal and there's one way that people do things, which, of course, there isn't. Um, I'm a firm believer in being yourself, or to put it another way, to not pretend to be something you're not. Now, this isn't is not an excuse to sort of slack off or be irresponsible or whatever, but you know, rather to to do it in the way that works for you because you'll do it better and you'll be able to stick with it longer. That we can all pretend to be somebody else for a short amount of time, but you can't keep it up forever. So, you know, the example that I'll sometimes give with this is it's much better to be known as, you know, that guy who puts everything into his phone in terms of reminders and notes and stuff like that, rather than be known as that guy who misses meetings. So if those are your two choices, just to, like, make this really simplistic, 
The first one is definitely better. And if you're getting to meetings on time, nobody's going to care about the fact that you're putting everything into your phone. So stop trying to be like everybody else and, you know, kind of find the ways that work for you because at the end of the day, it's that end result that matters far more than how you got there. Absolutely. Do it your way. Right. It's a lot easier. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I we, we've only got about a, a minute or so to go. Um, I, Laurie, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and um, and talk about a topic. I think it's uh, I think it's it's I've been wanting to do this for God, probably about six months, and I finally found the right one. So, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, in closing, can you let everybody again know how they can get in touch with you? Sure. The website is adultadhdbook.com, and I've got tons of information about me and the books and the podcast and everything else. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ari, and thanks, everyone else. We'll catch you next week for another edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care, everyone.